Bada bing, bada boom. Welcome to the 41st episode of the Drive-In Podcast. On today's episode of the Drive-In, we have the express checkup of yours truly, Dr. O. We have our spoiler review of Lin-Manuel Miranda's In the Heights. And then we have our top billing of the best original songs in movies. So use the bathroom now, grab that popcorn, and enjoy the 41st episode of the Drive-In Podcast. All right, fellas, episode 41 of the Drive-In Pod. Nez is off sabbatical. He is here. Nez, how you doing? What have you been watching? Fill us in. Oh, man, I've been, uh, I've been better, but I've also been very good. I just moved into an apartment, and uh, my hiatus is due to uh, something called a lack of Wi-Fi. Mm. Um, but the Wi-Fi is here. Nez is back, ready to return. Um, I'm excited. Uh, just finished in the Heights. Um, have you guys seen the musical on Broadway by any chance? Or? I have not. Okay, me I neither. saw it. So that was it. Was uh, very nostalgic for me to watch that again. Honestly. I'm, I'm excited. I, I want to hear that point. I, like I'm excited for the review because you, you're going to have like that point of view that me and Ricky Flex don't have. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm excited for that perspective. Yeah, and then uh, as for what else I've been watching lately, Narcos. I just started running it back. Mm, just started wow. running it back. Yeah, let's go. I'm terrible at watching new things. I'm really good at rewatching everything that I've ever watched <laughs> ever. You just got to play the hits, nothing but the hits, you know? Yeah. Flex exactly. Watching. Well, today I saw a video of Ben Affleck and J-Lo making out at a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, no, I had to bring that up before the checkup because that is huge news. The is roof, it, though? Is it really? Huge. <laughs> I feel Monstrous. like I feel like if it was just me and Ricky Flix on here, he wouldn't have brought it up. But because Nez is here, <laughs> he mentioned it. I have okay. to mention it. I have okay. to keep people updated on this. This is insane. Yeah, you're we have you're not even our celebrity gossip analyst. You're just the reporter on J Lo and Ben and, Affleck. Uh, I'm a Ben Affleck, Affleck analyst. You're ben Affleck analyst. Yes. Ricky is like uh, I think he's applying to be an intern for People Magazine. So this is like his like. <laughs> avenue to do exactly oh, that nice. i would love to be nice. ben affleck's nice. intern oh, that would be sick. a dream's a dream i'll go get I'll, instead of ben affleck uh, uh getting his duncan yeah. i'll go get duncan for go ben get me affleck. some cigarettes yeah you're just gonna <laughs> go get me an iced coffee 30 iced coffees from duncan donuts a day and some munchkins mm. oh yeah but then you gotta spill it reenact the whole thing like he like uh, exactly the whole meme. so let's get to the checkup what do you boys say run it let's do it i haven't been checked up in a while Express style, howdy duty. Gotta make sure you know everything's good. One more moment, Doctor. Bringing you the latest news in the movie industry. This is the checkup with Doctor O. Doctor O, check us out. A Quiet Place Part Two has become the first film to reach a hundred million dollars at the box office since the start of the coronavirus pandemic. A third movie in the franchise is already slated for release to people are asking are movie theaters back next up on the checkup peacock orders ted straight to series with seth mcfarland and talks to return to the iconic foul mouth teddy bear the press release does not mention mark Wahlberg's potential return to role john bennett shocker uh moving on to the checkup a bernie mac biopic is happening uh, at John Legend's production company, Get Lifted. John Legend and his producing partner, Mike Jackson, are developing a Bernie Mac biopic uh, in collaboration with the late comedian's estate. 
Next up on the checkout, we have new details on the upcoming Wonka film starring Timothy Chalamet. So it will be a musical origin story set in mid-19th century England during the Industrial Revolution. Should be riveting. The film begins this September. Next, Aquaman 2 is officially titled Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Atlantis? Maybe? Production is expected to kick off before the end of the year. Aside from Jason Oa, Amber Heard will reprise her role as Mira. Patrick Wilson will additionally be back as Orm. Yaya Abdul-Mateen II will return as Black Manta as well. Other returning cast members include Willem Dafoe, Nicole Kidman, and Dolph Lundgren. Next up, Harry Potter and the Queen's Gambit star Henry Melling will play famed poet Edgar Allan Poe in Scott Cooper's The Pale Blue Eye. Melling will star alongside Christian Bale, who plays a veteran detective tasked with solving a series of murders that took place in 1830 at the U.S. Military Academy at West Point. Assisting him with the investigation is a pre-famed Poe, a young cadet who will one day become the iconic, iconic world-famous author. The Pale Blue Eye does not yet have an official release date. To wrap up the checkup today, War of the Rings anime movie, The War of the Rohirrim, is happening at Warner Brothers. This film will be, this film will be directed by Kenji Kamiyama. That's fun to say. The War of the Rohirrim is being fast-tracked with animation work done by Sola Entertainment. Voice casting is currently underway. No official release date has been set. That does it for the checkup this week. Ricky Flex, which headline? You've just been checked up by Dr. O. Oof. Um, honestly, I'm not sure. I guess Harry Melling is just kind of shocking with Christian Bale. Like, that's just shocking to me. I don't know. There's not a lot of juicy stories here, but there's some, like, I guess, semi-intriguing ones. Like, yeah, that we I think that's a good way to put it. Bit. Uh, I think that I, I like that you brought that up, though, that Harry Mellon, because we last time we saw him was devil all the time, acting like a complete mm-hmm. weirdo, like dumping spiders Psychopath. all him and everything. But, uh, and uh, so, and we have to remember, he played uh, Dudley in yep. Harry Potter, for those who don't uh, remember Harry Mellon. But this is a big deal. Him and Christian Bale right? Mm-hmm. The power duo we didn't know we needed. So that, mm-hmm. that'll be exciting to see. And then honestly, he looks like he's made for Edgar Allan Poe. He just looks like <laughs> he him. He looks like him so much. <laughs> Put a raven on his shoulder, be interesting. <laughs> that might be a thing. Like an Easter egg, like pre-fame Poe. He just has pet ravens, you know? Could be a pet thing. ravens. <laughs> uh, Nez, any thoughts on Edgar Allan Poe? You excited to see that in live action? Not, not really. Ah! I saw a collection of, of Edgar Allan Poe stories in a play one time, and I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. It was kind of creepy. Um, so I think I'll, I think this might be good, honestly. I think... Wait, no, he's playing Edgar Allan Poe, isn't he? Yes, yeah, he is Poe. Never mind. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> no, that's fine. Dude. The only <laughs> Poe I want to see on screen is Dameron. Poe Dameron or yeah. Kung Fu Panda. But can we, can we talk about something else, though? Absolutely. Can we talk about A Quiet Place Part 2 breaking $100 million at the box office, baby? Theaters are the back. movie theaters are back, baby. I love to see that. I love to see just the money coming back. I don't know if anybody owns any AMC stock, but that's putting in work. Um, back back. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm really excited to see it, to see news like that. And uh, also they're coming out with another one. Mm-hmm. So that's excellent news. We're excited about that. We're excited about all the movie theater releases that are coming out this summer. Boys, 
we got to review some of these movie theaters. I know. We review movies every week, but I want to start reviewing some movie theaters. We're due. We're due. Guys, if you listen to the Drive-In Pod at the Drive-In Pod on Twitter, give us your recommendations. What's your favorite movie theater and why should we review it? Anyways, like that. that's the headline that intrigued me the most. I, that's huge. And the, hitting the triple digits there, 100 milli. I mean, no other film has done that since the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. It makes you think, because we're reviewing an HBO Max War, slash Warner Brothers, Brothers production with In the Heights today. And they had like that dual plan where they're releasing on HBO Max and in theaters. And we see Quiet Place putting up big, big numbers. And then you see In the Heights really struggled at the box office. And you got to think, you think HBO Max might pull away and Warner Brothers from this uh, initial plan they set for the rest of 2021? No, no. Uh, so I'm just going to chime in here. Musicals tend to not do well at the box, at the opening box office, but they usually do well over a 90 day period because people hear about it and they say, oh, musical is actually good on the screen, not just like seeing it on a stage like in, a, in like a Broadway musical or something like that. And it kind of catches steam. Like a great example is greatest showman, greatest showman, like non pandemic did really bad. It's opening weekend. And Hey, I do not like that movie at all, but it did really well over the, over the course of a summer at the box office. Unfortunately, this is only has like a 30 or 45 day window. So I'm not sure if it's going to even get to its budget of 55 million, but hopefully it does do better over the next couple of weeks. Musicals, I, unfortunately, people don't like musicals or they don't think they're cool. But I'm a huge musical fan, and I'll tell you about you know my, how, my thoughts on this movie um, when I saw it. But musicals, especially live action in movies, it's a little different, right? It, it's it's not the same. Um, but you know, it makes sense why they're not as popular, and I don't think it has anything to do with the quality of of the movie because there's been a lot of good good musicals out. Oh, for sure. This, Most this of them is... are kids' movies. The 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 you know the ones with songs, and they'll do well. But like a like a musical, like with like the dance numbers that look like Broadway, mm-hmm. it's not that popular. And you know people, you know people. Uh, I don't know people. Well, I think too fond of them, but mm-hmm. I think it's a guilty pleasure for us all. Let's be honest here. I love musicals. Like Greatest Showman. Like yes, not a good movie, but like some of, like that soundtrack, dude. There are some bangers. There are some Hugh Jackman on that soundtrack. They they might even make an appearance on uh, our top billing of best original songs in movies. How Wario could be, but, but I just like I, I just wanted to say, I, I get that musicals don't typically do well, but I mean Warner Bros. has got to be frustrated that this is only this made just over ten million in four days and its opening weekend at the box office. This is, we're talking about Lin Manuel Miranda jolt of summer new york city so it's like like it, you would you expect better no it's just like hamilton think hamilton like they, it kind of changed the game right it's disney plus that's why i got big because of disney plus so you could see it at home i know this movie in particular we'll talk about all the choreograph here like that would look great in the movie theater but again like after hamilton's success being at home i feel like that's what people thought of when they're seeing this movie and the numbers haven't come out the hbo max numbers but i think that going on like a uh, tick tick boom another liz uh that's coming out later this year with uh, andrew garfield that's coming out later this year west west side story with steven spielberg that's purely theaters Can't so wait. that's going to be really interesting to see later on down the road how those musical uh musicals do in the theaters 
I think Hamilton, it was such a phenomenon, and that was like a treat that we got it during the coronavirus pandemic. I think it would have done well in theaters, man. There's such a crazed fan base for Hamilton. And this is coming from a teacher like myself. Like, this is what the kids, like, they'll, like, if I play music while they're doing work, they're asking for Hamilton. That's how huge it is. Like, if that, I think it would have done, it would have performed better than $11 million in opening weekend for a box office. It would have done killer. I agree. I agree. It's, it's such a phenomenon, like you said. I totally agree. People wanted to win an Oscar. Yeah, no, that was huge. It didn't get nominated at the Golden Globes. Am I wrong yes. about that? Yes, it's controversy around it, but yes. All right. Uh, also, I just wanted to bring up Lord of the Rings. I, like, I think this is a fascinating idea that we're getting like an animated movie because the, the way I got into Lord of the Rings as a younger kid, like I wasn't like mature enough for like to see like all the gore or like the language, whatever going on in the original Lord of the Rings trilogy. I was like, it came out, I was like six years old, but I remember renting the animated movies made in like yes. the sixties and seventies on Lord of the Rings. So I think it's cool that going back to like that type of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know they're having the Lord of the Rings show that's coming from Amazon. It's supposed to be like the high, most, so much money. The highest highest budgeted show i think in the history of television mm-hmm. and i can't wait to do that see i uh, see that and it, like lord of the rings J.R. tolkien's world is so vast and you can explore it in so many different ways uh i'm excited for that you know and see what uh what especially what it will actually look like uh, look like on a big screen yeah and anime right like that's like such a hot trend right now like so popular and that coming out with Warner Brothers, Net, you see Netflix with all the anime projects that they're working on. Warner Brothers trying to do that themselves. This is big for them and big for obviously Prime and their series coming out. People will get more interested. People that aren't as familiar or like a little hesitant on Lord of the Rings see this anime, similar to you seeing the animated Lord of the Rings to get you into the original trilogy. People see this anime, might go watch the show. So this is big for the Lord of, or Lord of the Rings uh, intellectual property. Huge. All right. That does it for the checkup this week. I'm now going to throw it over to Nez for our highly anticipated review of In the Heights. Thank you very much, Dr. O. Uh, Yeah, this week's review is In the Heights, an adaptation of Lin-Manuel Miranda's uh, Broadway musical. And it's based in Washington Heights, New York. The scent of warm coffee hangs in the air just outside of 181st Street. I struggle with that subway stop where a kaleidoscope of dreams rallies a vibrant and tight knit community at the intersection of it all is a likable and magnetic bodega owner who hopes imagines and sings about a better life. I think everybody sings about a better life in this, in this one. Uh, It's currently trending at 96% on rotten tomatoes with a 95% audience score. And it is 7.9 out of 10 on IMDb. So, Let's go with knee-jerk reactions here. Um, what are our thoughts on this movie? Dr. O. So I was excited for this movie. I'm a, I like Lin-Manuel Miranda. We talked about Hamilton. This is his play in the Heights. And I think that there wasn't a, per, there wasn't a more perfect fit for this job, obviously. Um, I think this was a good like jolt going into the summer. I obviously had the big time summer vibes. It's the hot day talking about a blackout in terms of like, uh, like weather wise and everything. But I really, I feel like this was a very either love it or hate it type movie just based on, especially it's a musical. We talked about like, it's kind of a niche category for a lot of movie fans. And at the same time, something that like, I know we're going to talk about it, but something that like, the love or hate the the polarization of this type of movie is like the dialogue where they're singing 
like as they're talking for like 70% of the movie. And like, that's where it's like, man, like you're either really loving it or you're just like, ah, I could go without it. I think I was like kind of caught in the middle there. Uh, but overall, definitely great family film, great film of the American dream and great exploration of uh, uh, Hispanic American culture. And I think that was a massive part of it. And I know, uh, I don't know the, how um, accurate it is compared to the source material. I haven't really read much about it. So I can't wait to hear what Nez has to say on that, in, on that point. Yeah, I mean, I'd say it's pretty accurate. Everything, it, it, it's, it looks and sounds, well, it, it's, it's a film, so it doesn't look exactly like a Broadway set, but it sounds just like the Broadway show. Um, I understand what you're saying when they're singing their lines, but that's how it is in the show. And that's how, you know, that's how Broadway shows and musicals are. You, you, they, they sing their conversations a lot of the time. Um, and I really don't mind, especially in this adaptation, in, in this musical, um, a lot of them, they're rapping a lot of the time, which is way more palatable than when they're singing to each other. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it, I think it's way cooler when they're, when they're, when they're rapping in conversation. Sounds a little more natural. Yeah, it sounds natural, and I, I don't know. It's I, I like it, but I don't mind. I grew up on musicals. I've been watching musicals, and I've taken part in musicals uh, in my past. So that stuff, honestly, I didn't even notice it <laughs> because I've just like uh, I've I've just been accustomed to you know taking part or being at musicals. I don't know if you guys know uh, Mayo, my brother, a guest on the podcast, huge musical guy, huge musical guy. He's probably disappointed that we didn't invite him for this review. Should have. Uh, yeah, we totally should have. Um, but no, I honestly, I didn't mind that part at all. And in terms of uh, it being different, um, the whole part about him speaking to his children, like that's, that's not part of the musical. It's just like they tell the story beginning to end. But I think the, the part, you know, making it so that he's telling a story and it's basically he's like telling a story to his children it makes it like the dream state, the dreamlike and the singing of it. It makes it all kind of realistic, almost not realistic, but it makes sense. Right. You mm -hmm. know, it's, it's hard to watch a movie and be like, this is how people talk to each other. No, but no, this is actually him telling a story and this is how he's telling the story. You know what I mean? Right. So um, my knee jerk reaction. I mean, I loved it. I thought the set was great. I thought the costume design was amazing. The, I, I, I loved the way that they put different cultures on display and uh, I, I don't know. I just thought it was it was amazing. The music. All right, did you guys like the music in this movie? I, I thought I, it was. I yeah. thought it was solid. I didn't love it, but I did like it. You didn't love it? Oh no! Oh, I, like, gosh. like the crazy. type. It's okay. No, no. It's it's not that it wasn't. I actually liked the actual um the dance sequences a lot more than the actual music. In mm. my opinion, I thought there were some really cool things they did. Uh, I'll let Ricky Flix give his knee jerk reaction, but I'll like. Right, I'll, right. I want. I do want to talk about a couple of the sequences because there were some absolutely sensational moments in this movie. Thank you, Doc. Uh, you breaking the news that Mayo's a big musical film guy breaks my heart because I'm not. I'm just not. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mayo. The, what, the way just he's to let him down like, like yeah, not a musical guy. <laughs> like I love like hey, Grease. Not just one of my. I, I, that's one of my favorite movies. But mm -hmm. the way they perform the songs aren't like in dial in the dialogue. Like it might lead into the dial, like the, from the dialogue transitions to the song very yeah, well. Like, close, that's like, dude, but that's like step one of musicals, bro. You're at the exactly. You're, you're, you're at, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Give me step okay, so one. You like and that's that? It. You like you like the the novice? Level? Yes, okay. yes. Yeah. I am a novice. I, I, mm -hmm. I hand up novice. <laughs> but uh, but I did. I I like this movie. There were some 
and it was a long run time for a non-musical guy it kind of dragged a lot for me um a lot um mm. and some of the rap sequences i thought that was unique i do agree with you both saying how it's a little different and how with the dialogue integrating that with the dialogue it was a little different but i still didn't love it but most of the numbers hit which is great but i think you really saw in this movie compared to a musical movie like i like uh like at, I'm trying to think of an example. Like obviously not Hamilton, but uh, like greatest, not greatest showman. Uh, like I'm trying to, I can't think of an example. I'm not a musical guy. But trying to think, what do you like? La La Land. Like, what are you a, looking for? like a a musical, a Broadway musical that tried to do it on the big screen but failed. Rent. Oh, great example. But John Chu, I thought did I a like great job movie. directing this movie. I was trying to rip on it. <laughs> John Chu, you could. What I'm trying to say is this looked like a movie, not a musical. It didn't have closed in uh, settings. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, that's an example. <laughs> Sorry, good movie. Uh, that was obviously like, it looked like it was on a stage. Like there was only a few scenes and it was so closed in. This movie looked like a movie. Like it actually looked like a nice set, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. as I think that plays a part with John Chu, the director. Think Crazy Rich Asians. Think uh, uh, he, d- he did Step Up, Step Up 2, and Dance in the Streets. Like, he just knows like, how to, like, I'm just saying, as in, like a nice musical number type, a choreography, choreographed dancing mm-hmm. sequences. But mm-hmm. it showed that In the Heights can, he transitioned it from this musical play, stage play to the, to the big screen very well, in my opinion. I mm-hmm. really appreciated that as a non-musical guy there. I got I it. Think, I think Lynn's, Lynn's fingerprints are on this too, though. I mean, he was in the movie. Oh, he plays I meant, the Piagua guy. He was a music guy, but, for sure. Yeah, and he was the music, but I, the dance job. numbers are all very, very Broadway and whatnot. But I guess coordinating, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm it. not discounting, you know, but I'm just, I'm saying you could, you could tell that, you know, there's some, there's a lot of Broadway influence here. Oh, and I thought, sorry. I, I thought gonna, it was great. Uh, all right. Yeah. That's yeah. not what I'm trying to say. Like, think oh. of the pool. Look how big of a landscape yeah, that, was that a great, is, right? That was, that was a great scene. Yeah. Or think mm-hmm. of, uh, I forget, the abuela, uh, the older woman. That scene through the subway and then coming up, like mm-hmm. that yeah. that just looked like a wide open space and the different good settings in there that. Too. Exactly. Thank, yeah. So that's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. But obviously the musical numbers, the songs, RIP, the songs, uh, like everything, you could see Miranda's uh, fingerprints all over it. Fantastic job. I totally agree. I just again, not a novice musical guy. It dragged a little bit, a lot in my Some, opinion. And like you brought up, how it's like this fit well for the big screen. The one of the choreographed moments I wanted to bring up, and my like personally, I think it was one of my favorite parts of the movie. I really like the nightclub scene, and they're just going off. But um, what I really enjoyed too is the ninety six thousand part mm. where they're walking to the pool and they add mm. the animations right it's like it's yeah. 96 thousand like screen <laughs> and like, I, like I, that's where it was like okay now it's not just a musical it's not just something you see at a play right. yeah you're adding in these effects and then like and then when they I go saw. doctor strange mode late in the movie <laughs> oh oh i hated that i hated that <laughs> ricky flick's not okay with it hated that approve <laughs> hated that even though Why? i thought Corey hawkings showed he has this in this in his bag. We had Dr. Dre coming in. Here. I thought it didn't look good. It looked terrible. Yeah, but he's saying great. Like he is it, talented. I thought but, it was fine. Oh, I did not at all. You're like Gumby, like going off. Like his body's like different. I, like it's like I don't know. It's just what? rotating weird. Yeah. I'm like this. This looks but, like very fake. The first thing, like when it when it changed and they were like going, like they were walking on the side of the building and like defying <laughs> gravity. 
that's another oh that's another musical wicked anyways um <laughs> that's a song in wicked um the first thing i thought of was dr strange i was just like oh me too wow I was just like, ah, Doctor Strange mode. I like, it. <laughs> I was thinking, Spider-Man, no, I like the effects but... there. I mean, you, you know, it, it's stuff that you can't do in the musical. But one one thing that I think they get away with in the musical that they don't get away with in the movie is Abuela's death. It was kind of weird. She just kind of laid down and died. And like, the thing is, like, in the scope of a movie, it's just like, what? You're how did she just die in a Broadway play? <laughs> This is gonna sound messed up, but in the Broadway play, it's like, oh my god, Abuela died. The light's shining on her. She's dead. And then, boom, the light goes off, and then they drag her bed off the stage, and then everything <laughs> keeps going, you know. And, but right. like, but like in a movie, I was just like, I, I just didn't. It was just like, it was just weird. I don't know. I, I it was hard to. Maybe I was just sad because she died, even though I knew she was going to. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it didn't it felt weird in the scope of the movie i thought there could have been a, a i don't know maybe an alternative way of her of her passing away i, I don't know that's i do i i think that um scene i did like the song she performed it did provide an emotional punch and then it also takes you through the journey of like her being an immigrant and then a big thing a big part of this movie was the exploration of a hispanic american right living right especially in an urban environment struggles they have to go through process of making it through and they went through and i like how like it wasn't generic in terms of yes it had granny story but also talks about undocumented immigrants it talks about if you are the person who's going the the person neighborhood who's going to an ivy league school or made it or something you're Mm -hmm. first so it's it goes into all these different aspects where if you look at like most other movies, like a city environment, they'll focus on like one person from different types of culture. This really was committed to that Latin American type of um, uh, culture. And I think that yeah. was cool. It really shined a light on it. What do you guys think? Yeah, I definitely thought it brought a light to like the real struggles of like that, of like just millions of people that they deal with every day that you might not see like the burdens put on them. And like, obviously the themes here, hard work, sacrificing for others, they're very grounded, very real. And for a musical, like the, that's honestly, you see that a lot in musicals, which I love to see here on the big, on a big screen where you would mention it in Hollywood kind of doesn't really keep them keep it grounded like their themes grounded as much as this movie and honestly like another big theme that i liked in this is that nez brought up before with the dreams versus like what really is your dream and that's how like he kind of they did that in this movie by him telling the stories to the kid like when it's on the beach but you're not really on the beach mm-hmm. so i really like that aspect of it as well yeah Suenitos. yeah and I, I also i mean um it touches upon a lot of things within the Latin community that are really important, but also, you know, when we think about being that person from the Heights or even wherever you are that, that goes to an Ivy league school or, you know, and, and struggling to pay for it or anything like that. Like that's just people, like people with pot in poverty or you know, lower and middle class, they struggle with that. So that's, you know, I think that's, you know, even relatable outside of that community, but there all are also obviously some very niche Latin American things uh, in there. But I, I think it's, it's relatable to, you know, a lot of different people in a lot of different ways. So uh, I thought that was really cool. And, and Dr. Oh, if you really like the club scene, we can go to a club in Washington Heights whenever you want, just say the word. Well, we should vlog it. We can go to a Latin club. <laughs> to keep up with those dance moves, that will be tough. I'll teach you some pointers on the train, train ride over. I'll have, oh. the card, I'll have to get the cardio going. Quick feet, quick feet, quick feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, um, all right, yeah, I mean, 
should we throw out scores or should, is there anything well, else we want uh, to touch upon? I did want to talk about the cast. I did want to talk about the cast right, because yeah. it's following. Cause I, I initially, when you see, um, when I saw the trailer for this and I see the, like the previews and like the promotion, I thought this was immediately going to be like a West side story type. I didn't know about in the Heights. So it really was a focus on Anthony Ramos, who's the uh, lead he plays Usnavi. And mm-hmm. then, um, his love interest. I thought that's what the story was going to be about, but I did like how it went into basically four different avenues, four different main mm-hmm. characters. And I just was wondering who did you guys enjoy watching the most? Personally, I thought Usnafi was pretty electric, man. I like, I think he mm-hmm. he's an awesome he, dancer. Uh, he packed an emotional punch, his relationship with, um, uh, Abuela, uh, Abuela. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I did like seeing Corey Hawkins in this singing just because I think of him and I think of him as Dr. Dre, just like spinning <laughs> records in a uh, straight out of Compton, but he was, that was also, he's a very talented person. I thought oh, yeah. that's overall is talented. And we also can't forget the amazing cameos we got in this movie. Not only did we get Lin-Manuel Miranda, but we got Mark Anthony, Mark Anthony, <laughs> Mark Anthony dude. Jimmy Smith too. Jimmy Smith, yeah, General Organa. General Organa was in this, man. Yeah, I know. I know. And then oh, when, we, we, when he brought in like that. Uh, General Organa is Puerto Rican. Who would have thought? Yeah. <laughs> when, he, when he came in singing, I'm like, yes. Like, this is something I did not see coming. Only one picture. line, though. That was disappointing. Maybe for the better, though. I don't know how good it was. Yeah. It was still, it was, it was, it was almost like Pierce Brosnan singing Mamma Mia. Oh no, like, don't disrespect that, not, him that hard. No, 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 no. Like, I, yes, not that. It wasn't like it was that bad. It was just like out of yeah, nowhere yeah, yeah. pulling it off. But who did you guys enjoy most out of the cast? It has to be Ramos. He dominated in this. I really did like seeing Corey Hawkins and I thought Vanessa and Nina were very talented, but Ramos just star in the making. I think this guy, I think he has like a different, like this is his coming out party, right? Like he was in Hamilton, right? He did like two roles in that too, right? He did a uh, Philip Hamilton and then the other guy. Okay. Or, uh, right. I'm, I'm trying to remember John, I think. Um, but this guy, like he's going to be in the next transformers project. I think he's like going to be the lead guy in that. Um, but I think the big thing that took away from this is that it's not like he was like, he was the, obviously the star in this, but it wasn't like he was like all out there. Right. Like he was very subtle his charisma was very different than like a star and like a musical, right? Like it's very impressive to see, like, it's very unique. I don't know. I was very taken aback by like how much I liked him. Uh, but like not in the way I thought I was going to like him after this movie. Yeah. It's like, it, he's kind of like a sweetheart kind of like, mm. you know, he's not like a protagonist in, in the way where it's like, he's, big and bold i mean he is though he he's actually is bold and he's brash shy. yeah but he's shy, shy and that's yeah, kind of relatable shy. and he's really nice to his grandma that's not really his grandma you know what i mean like and, and it's just like he's he's very he's not like a I don't know. He's not like a like a super fierce protagonist that like really takes over, but he he also does in, in a way. He's exactly. Just like a little soft spoken. He seems like a sweetheart, and, and I think people really appreciate that. And that I shows like in his laughter. relationship with uh, Vanessa too, mm-hmm. which I liked in this movie. Like it's, it's, that relationship. He, he, like he, he like I I agree hundred percent with Ricky Flex when you're saying he's a star in the making. He just seems super likable, and I, yeah. I, I get like and like him being I get, like he looks like he definitely has like a franchise leading potential to him. Like wouldn't be surprised if he gets a call to play a superhero like anytime soon. Like, I, like he I could see him doing something for Marvel. Inevitable. He's clearly talented. He's young. He's a bright face, and he has a bright future. So I couldn't mm-hmm. agree more. I liked uh, I liked his little cousin. <laughs> Yeah. I thought he was awesome. 
he was very he was very charismatic as well. Mm-hmm. You know you're you know you're 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 a little softy when yeah, your little cousin has to your grown man, your little cousin has to ask a girl out for you. I mean, come on. Yeah, uh, Kev- Kevin. Yeah. Nice. I think that was his name. That no, was, it was it was Sonny, I think. Son yeah, it was Sonny, Sonny. excuse me. Yeah, I, I, I see it right here. I don't know where Kevin came yeah, from. Yeah, Kevin, no, Kevin. Was it from up? <laughs> Kevin, Malone? Kevin Malone. I don't know. No, but uh no, Sonny I thought Sonny was good. I liked how I liked his he was like the overconfident, like I wouldn't say brash, but just like is unafraid. Yeah, and it kind of goes funny. with his character too, and like its background, right? Undocumented immigrant. And uh just like I don't know, he's a scrapper. He's a scrapper. Yeah. Scrapper. Like that that yes. story. That story too. The un, the undocumented part, and you don't really find out till later in the movie too. So, um, mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting, and really got you to got you to feel for him too, because like this whole you know this it, it adds like a little bit of layers to it. The, the whole movie, he's like very confident, and he's spunky, and he's boom bang, you know whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like you find that out, and then you you see him like sad and emotional, and you can kind of like feel for him. It added a little bit more to his character, which I really appreciated. Yeah, he was like the fire. He was like the fire, and Anthony Ramos was like the ice. Yeah, fire and like ice. like Sub Zero and Scorpion. Exactly. Boom. Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Obvious right. comparison. Let's throw out some scores. Flicks. Don't <laughs> disappoint me here. I'm going to. I I, I don't. I wish I didn't have to go first, but I gave this a seventy-two. Like I think it's like it's good. I'm just and it's like worth a watch. But like I'm just, I'm just not. I'm not gonna rewatch this. Like it's I, not a terrible I, score. Yeah, like it's not terrible. I but I saw Nez. I know he's not happy with the it. C minus. I don't look at it that way. I don't look at. I don't look at uh, out of a hundreds and grades like that. Oh sure. Would, I don't. Would your parents take a seat at seventy two? Would your parents take a seventy two? I'm. You know what I'm saying here. I, I'm just. I thought. I'm just, hey. <laughs> Hey, this movie was fun. It was lively. Listen, it's vibrant. your score. It's your it dra- score. It dragged a lot for me. It was lively, vibrant, dragged a lot. The performances were good. Some some relationships I didn't like. Some I did like. I think seventy two is fair for me as a not as a novice musical guy. As your yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, Ricky Flex. I, I'm not. I'm not. My score is not that off compared to yours. But I just. I guess I disagree a little bit with the terms of like dragging of the movie. Cause I think I gave it a 76 out of hundred, but I did it. I like when it, it was a little long, I wasn't a big fan. Like as a, like I'm a novice too. when it comes to musicals, I prefer, like, I don't like like 70% of a two and a half hour movie. They're singing. Like that's too much for me. That's too much. <laughs> and it feels like I'm like watching slam poetry for like 65% of the movie, which is not necessarily yes. a bad thing. Shout out Jonah Hill. And, uh, uh, 22 jump making Street. loud noises <laughs> cynthia uh if i uh i also wanted to say the cast was awesome uh i thought what they did at the end with uh usnavi in terms of like that little twist at the end was actually awesome because i was thinking the entire time like they're giving away the end of the movie before it even happens but then mm-hmm. the little twist there i thought was like that was clever Mm-hmm. Uh, what you guys I, think about the what you guys think about the lottery ticket? Did you know that like who had it? So that was another twist too. Be, I I kind of expected it, but yeah. He, but when he was when Usnafi was telling the kids, he, they're saying, yeah, it's it's irrelevant who had it. Like whatever, it made it th- almost like it it made the audience like the the viewer it cleared like, that idea out of, out of their head. Yeah, right. And then, like an hour and a half later, bang! Guess what? Good things are happening now. So uh, I did like like that aspect. I think the writing very good there. 
Um, but I also, in terms of the characters, I know like there was a focus on all four of those young adults there with Usnavi, uh, Vanessa, Nina, and Benny. I thought, although they gave a, a clo- some closure to Usnavi and Vanessa's characters, I don't think Benny and Nina got that same treatment, even though they had very similar screen time. Um, mm-hmm. If they made it more, because they did say like, okay, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but they kind of said what's happening with their life. But when it flashes like forward in the future, you're really unsure. And mm-hmm. I think uh, they were really trying to split the screen time. So I was kind of surprised by it. But 76 out of 100. All right. I give this a 92. I give it a 92. I love this musical. I always have. I had the, uh, we had the CD in our family car back in the day. So I know the songs. Uh, I have a handful of my favorite songs. Usually, most of them are at, in the beginning to the middle of the movie. But um, yeah, 92, I thought, every, I thought the directing was great. The, 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 the plot was great. I knew the plot, but I thought the plot was great. The script, um, everything I, I, was, I thought was done perfectly well. I think this is about as good as you can do an on-screen musical, especially if you're adapting it from a Broadway musical. Like this is a, a beautiful adaptation of something that you would normally see on Broadway. So uh, yeah, 92 out of 100. So I'm going to be the odd man out when the graphic drops, but I'm, I'm, gonna, gonna, I'm the musical no, guy. No, but I think that just nails what we said, like what we said beforehand, where it's like, this will either hit or miss with people. Like uh, me, I think me and Ricky Flex, we still recognize like in terms of the choreography, the singing, and appreciation, the story, right? And yes, the background, the setting, everything. We very much appreciate it. It's just like you brought up the soundtrack. I don't know how long that damn soundtrack is. Like, like <laughs> how, how long is that soundtrack? Or like, or where do you even like? If I'm building that soundtrack, where do I cut it off? I don't even know because like they're talking and singing. I just be like, okay, I don't know. I think they keep they keep the talking parts actually. Yeah, so it must be the longest uh, soundtrack in history. It might be. It might be one or two CDs. It might. It might have been two CDs. Oh, two disc. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I okay. thought you were gonna go with ninety six for ninety six thousand. Oh, that would have been oh. good. Darn. I was gonna ninety two. After taxes. After taxes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys went with after taxes. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our review of. In the Heights, I'm going to shoot it over to Ricky Flicks for top billing. All right. Top billing time. Top billing time. And it is inspired today by our review of In the Heights. We have the top billing of best original songs and movies. Nez, you got the first pick. You wanted the first pick. What are your thoughts heading into this draft? I'm excited. I haven't, uh, not only have I not participated in a top billing in a while, but I have not won a top billing and it might be over a month now. So I'm, um, I, I'm, I'm ready. I, I, I said, give me that first pick. I'm ready to go. I need, I, I need a W on, on the board. Mm-hmm. A little nervous. Not Doc, lie. thoughts? Uh, I'm ready to roll. This is a big draft for Nez. I think there's a lot of pressure on Nez. I'm going to put it on him if he is not already feeling it. He is our resident music guy. And I think I'm expecting a lot out of him today. That's all I have to say. Well, before actually drafting, we should just say real quick, Dr. Rowe won last week with a 60% vote of the top billing of office characters. Uh, just wanted to say that, Dr. Rowe, thoughts on last week as well. 
It was all about getting the first pick. We should have done mm. only supporting characters. Now that I'm thinking about it, if like once you put, it's almost like putting Thanos on the best Marvel villains bracket. I mean, uh, on the, on the graphic. So it's it, once you had Michael Scott, it's almost over. And then I had the combination of Creed and Kevin in the next round. I wasn't losing at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a tough one to beat. Uh, Michael Scott was just tough. I thought Dwight and Jim might like help, but just Creed it was first tough. overall. By the way. <laughs> Well, Creed, I mean, we talked about it last week. But Creed, Creed is so like such. He's like only a character you would see in like a sitcom, or but more specifically, The Office, where it's that one line that hits every time. Right. Every- <laughs> yes. Very much so. <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, you guys are lucky I wasn't on that because I would have just been quoting the entire time. Yeah, yeah. Ned's a big Office guy. I was disappointed you couldn't do the last one. That would have been. That would have been no exhilarating i especially I would, I would there have been some niche picks for sure knowing your draft strategies mm-hmm. oh yeah did nobody pick moe's no <laughs> no no that's that's it but that'd Come be on. like the nez pick i would expect Come like on, mr guys. irrelevant or something yeah well let's do this top billing nez you have the first pick Ricky fix has the second dr o has the third and then we're gonna snake it back around nez start us off with the top billing of best original songs I'm going to start our top billing draft of the best original songs and movies with none other than The Eye of the Tiger Baby. You gotta add the songs in after each pick. That's, I know, I know. That's a must. Holy crap! I want to hear "High so, the Tiger" so bad right now. <laughs> Are, is this the greatest motivational song of all? Don't no no tease and picks, but my god, like unbelievable. There's another. Song. There's another one that, that might beat it, song. but um, it, it, this is this is an all time motivational song. Uh, I don't know if, if you guys have ever done this, but I used to do this. After school, the uh, the ROTC people at my um, the ROTC kids at my high school would uh, like run like a couple miles. So then sometimes we would drive next to them and blast "Eye of the Tiger" while they ran. That's awesome. Did thing. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this is all time. Uh, this this is an all time movie original song. Um, it's inspiring. It gets you pumped, ready to go. Um, and it's been ripped off and and used in so many movies as spoofs ever since. But that's how you know you did something good. Imitation right. is the best form of flattery. And didn't we just get a? You guys know Haspula on uh, on social media? Yes, dude. He just, didn't he just post a video of him working out to uh, Eye of the Tiger? Was that it really? I think he did. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. It was yesterday. And I'm a big Haspula wow. fan. I think he's. I think he's fighting very soon. Shout and for out. those who don't know that are listeners, he is a 18 year old, I believe, from Russia. Is he from Russia? He's 18 years old. He's 18. Yeah, so he has a he has a, a growth disorder. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, so he's yeah he's 18, but he's the most electrifying figure on the internet. Like, we yeah, he has taken the internet by storm. Yeah, he if the things we would do to get him on this podcast would be we we need him. We need uh, him. we can't we can't <laughs> afford him, dude. Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe he's a nice guy in another know. lifetime. <laughs> All right, well, that's a good pick. Way to start this draft off. Pretty pretty solid pick. Now it's up to me. I'm going to go recency bias and pick shallow. 
Star is Born. Wow, second overall. Second overall. I was about to say second overall. Second overall. I'm doing it. I really wanted this one. I really wanted the third pick, but Dr. Rowe beat me to that because I feel like my next pick would have been really great after this, but I don't know if it'll slip back to me. But Shallow is just one of those that it just hits every time. Like it hits every time in a different way that you don't really expect. It like hits you on an emotional level, but then it also like hits you like you want to get going too as at the same time. And when you see it, on the big screen when you watch a star is born in theaters that was awesome that was a great like first time experience in that song that's gonna be my first pick here uh star is born shallow it's it's a better song in the movie than it is in real life uh, that's my take on it like if i hear it on the radio i don't like it as much if i see the movie scene where lady gaga is going off yes very cool and i think that kind of separates it makes it a top tier pick in this type of draft but um I don't love the song until like she goes like the, the part where it's like hits the middle and she's like, ah, and just goes off. You know, she carries that. That's when it gets good. But uh, I didn't have it as a first round pick, but it was on my board. Interesting. Uh, my only memory of this song, I, I, I haven't seen a star is born all the way through, but I know how it ends. So that's kind of why I wasn't motivated to finish it. Mm-hmm. But I, Watch. um, one time I, I, went, I flew to Portugal and I had about, I was on like about three hours of sleep and we got there and we were on the shuttle from the airport and um, I was really tired, a little delirious and possibly a little intoxicated. Um, and it, this song was playing on the shuttle from the airport. It was like a big bus full of me and then, and a couple of my friends and a lot of European people. And I don't know why I just started belting it out. And people looked at me like I was an insane person, <laughs> which I m- might be. Um, but yeah, that's my little story. I think I have a little story for each song. Wow. Can't that's wait to top billing will take forever. I'll, I'll, I have to tone it down. I have to that, tone it down. This is like the type of song where it's like you start singing it out loud. Either people look at you weird or they just join it. <laughs> if, right. Exactly. Which, yeah. So that, there's definitely always that potential when you start singing that song. All time. Uh, it's got to be one of the biggest like movie karaoke songs too. Mm. well doc you're up i I gotta go i gotta go i mean i gotta go phil collins you'll be in my heart tarzan i think oh i think that's a certified first rounder such oh, a great song baby. Um, dude that, that song gets you emotional oh, that song gets you emotional it's a, it, i thought i think it's so, I, I would have taken this first overall that's I, how much i, I can't dra- i can't draft anything else from from tarzan now right you can't can. i don't because yeah, there there are different <sighs> options like there like there is a few other, i was thinking another tarzan song as well but this one i think stands above the rest the emotional weight that they play at the end of the movie oh, oh yeah it gosh. hits you i know like uh when i whatever like nez and our friends go out like at the uh, post game afterwards go back from the bar like the classic is like everyone's chilling out 
put on some Phil Collins. You'll throw, throw on that Tarzan sound. I have, I have a hot feelings. take, hot take that I debate with my friends with all the time, and I don't think I'll ever change my mind. I still think the Tarzan soundtrack is better than Lion King soundtrack. My it's close. Opinion. It's close. I still but, think I mean, it's better. You're going against Sir Elton. I'll I'll pick Phil Collins as Tarzan over that. I don't, I don't know about that. I will. I I like. I just think it's all around better. You have you'll you'll have you have this ballad to go along with the rest of the freaking bangers in Tarzan. Unbelievable. I think top to bottom. I think top to bottom. Well, here's the thing. Here's the issue. All right. Here's the issue. I don't know. Maybe. Overall soundtrack. As, as someone who's seen the Broadway musical of Lion King, okay? I have not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I guess that, listeners. <laughs> no, seriously, if you haven't seen it, you, you should check that out. You'll actually, you'll actually like that. You'll yeah, actually yeah, yeah. appreciate that. It's very good. Um, I don't know. I think top to bottom, Lion King you know, doesn't really miss. And I think uh, the Tarzan soundtrack, there's a couple in there that I skip. I disagree. I skip them. I, I think I think I'm on Neza's side here. I think I'm on. See, Neza. I, I know I think... I, I'm the minority, but I I love I love Tarzan. I'm telling you, Tarzan, Phil Collins doesn't miss. Can you feel the love tonight? I mean, come teasing, on, teasing picks, teasing picks. I'm teasing picks, but yes, oh, like I understand. No, don't you dare point at me. You're the one that brought up another. You compared it to I'm another movie, movie another movie. You compared it to another soundtrack. What are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't mention fall. any songs. Yeah, I didn't mention yeah, any songs. You don't expect you, me to defend the Lion specific. King's honor? I didn't mention any songs. Did you, we, we, we I didn't mention done. any of the Tarzan songs. You mentioned another soundtrack. Yeah, but I didn't mention any songs. So you you mentioned a collection of songs. I think I think if yeah. I had to, as a as I was watching that unfold, I think Ricky Flick set Nez up. <laughs> to say For sure, him, I didn't mention set. any songs in either I think movie. That was, that was a group. That was a group reveal right there. <laughs> All right, Doc. Let's get back on the rails here, Doc. Your second pick. All right, I'm gonna go more with like a personal one than I think. Uh, than I think everyone would universally say. I'm going to go with Sunflower from Into the Spider-Verse. Oh. My big board. I think that man, that, it, like there's a, obviously a couple songs you can go from Into the Spider Verse, but Sunflower. Talk about I, I, it might be like the sun that's obviously pounded me yesterday, but like the good vibes in the summer now with Sway Lee's voice po- like matching up with with a uh, Post Malone. It's a very uh, you, I could put the song on repeat and you're chilling. So uh, it's. Yeah. The song it came out as like a good single vibes. like a month before the movie and just hyped me up even more for the movie because of how good the song was and then it hits you right in the first like first scene of the movie so mm-hmm. it was just such a such a great use of the song too just love it great pick thanks all right off to me I'm just gonna do it lose yourself eight mile. Shot. One opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted. One moment, did you capture it? Just 
let it slip. Yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are Yep. Lose yourself eight mile. Yeah. Um, this is one of top five favorite songs for me personally. Reason why I didn't pick it in the first round, not necessarily in the movie, like in its entirety, like the, the actual lyrics aren't in the movie. That's why I didn't think it was like, it's tough to say that as a first rounder. No, right? it's an original song for yes, a movie it, though. Yes, yeah, it's it still, it, no, it, it counts, but that's why I didn't have it as a first rounder, even though as a song, it would probably be my one one. I love Oscar that winner song. Eminem. Right, so. If you had. Lose Yourself, Eight Mile for me. I agree with like the aspect that you mentioned before. Like it's tough sometimes. Cause like it, as someone, like I didn't watch eight mile when I was seven years old, like when I was figuring out who Eminem was, I, I, I didn't watch it till I was like 11, 12 probably, but uh, to not to already know about that song. And then when you watch it after years, it's years after it's been released and you're like, when are they going to sing the damn song after you watch right. it the first time you're like oh wait he doesn't really sing it he just hits the lyrics every once in a while on the bus on the way to uh, the final battle but uh good pick like definitely worthy of a first rounder you're getting five overall so that's nice all right nez Off back to, you. to back right you got it all right i was actually gonna pick lose yourself so i'm a little upset here um a little up in the air and um you know what i'm just gonna do it I'm going with Danger Zone, Top Gun. Nice. When I saw that movie... I was like nine years old. And when that scene came on, oh my God, my mind was blown. My mind was blown. I was just like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, if I want to be a pilot right now, I want to be Tom Cruise. So cool. It fit- no, no, it's no Scientology though. So cool. <laughs> no fit- yelling at other cat, uh, the production members about COVID. Mass no, I yell at them. I yell at no, them you're still. yelling at them. Just All no right. Scientology. But that, that song fit the 80s vibe so well for that Oh, that time God. it was Are you perfect, me? you know. And I, a movie I think of that's not um, Top Gun when I hear that is uh, Harold and Kumar too. <laughs> you guys, I'm talking about. Oh, he's in yes. the plane. Nuts. Rob Corddry. You are yeah. nuts. He's like, and then he like turns to the guys like, "We're going to the danger zone." <laughs> Rob Corddry is awesome, by the way. I love him. He's Could great. have been in the uh, best supporting actors draft. Yes, I love Rob. Great guy. Nez, third pick. Third pick here. Um, we're going with uh, we're going with let it go. Frozen. That, my friend, is an all-time movie karaoke song, okay? And I would put it actually above Shallow in the movie karaoke playlist. 
Um, great movie. Oscar winner, right? Correct. Oh yeah, it had to. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and then um, I mean, soundtrack's amazing. I mean, that was that was uh, Disney coming back and and with you know bringing a hit musical animated film, one that they have not had in a while. You know, I remember in the '90s they were hitting them out of the park, and they I I feel like at the time they had kind of simmered down. They dropped Frozen on us. It was like Disney's back, baby. But uh, yeah, let it go. Frozen, an all-time movie karaoke song, all-time movie song, all-time. People just love that song. Oh my god, you play that around a bunch of kids, like six to ten-year-olds, maybe the number one song even now. No, Baby Shark is actually the number one song between um, zero to ten-year-olds. Well, it was actually the movie. most played song on YouTube ever. I think. Yeah, <laughs> Baby it's, Shark. It's up. Yeah. yeah. It's no, like I'm not insane. kidding. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But the amount of times my nieces have been at my house and we've probably been recording and all I hear is stop, 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 stop. Let it go. Let it go. Bum, 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 boom. Yeah, yeah. I lived downstairs before, so <laughs> I heard it all. <laughs> but that, that's a, I like that pick just because that is the song of the soundtrack, obviously, that stands out the most. But overall, that soundtrack has bangers on it. Uh, well, Love yeah. is an open yeah, door. Why don't we compare it to yeah. another soundtrack? Flicks. Don't you dare even bring up a conversation. I just, I just don't, don't pick. bring that conversation up. <laughs> but uh, I got away with it. So yeah, no, good pick. Uh, it's just I, f- I feel like it, it's reset demo. It's either karaoke bar or six to ten year olds. That's like where mm. you keep it go. True. Yeah, definitely. If you don't have the pipes for shallow, you're you're ripping. Let it go instead. So I mean, no one can match the magic of an Adina Menzel, but uh, she's well, she's spectacular. Shout out Uncut Gems. Yeah, shout out. All right. Del Nazin. I'm up. Oh, did, did I say the wrong name? No, no, you said Adina Menzel. No. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, no, okay. I was just, yeah, I you, you. you know, you've seen the clip of, of John Travolta <laughs> announcing her. Yeah, there. yeah. I, 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 <laughs> the wickedly talented one and only Adele <laughs> Nazin. <laughs> I forgot about that. All right. Flix is up. You made my life easier because I was toying between two. Let it go is one. And everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. Everything is awesome. When we live in our dream. It's my is the oh other my one. God. What are you doing? No way. You everything is awesome. Is awesome. awesome. Speaks for itself. Love that movie. Love that song. Number three for me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean that goes the that, almost so like the same logic, except you take it goes to the same logic as um as like uh, the younger the younger demographic for sure. My and then uh, I uh, that's as a camp director for years that was the most played along with Let It Go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love everything is awesome. Yeah, I want. I'm trying to diversify my board. I have a ballad, shallow. I have lose yourself, motivational. Everything is awesome, kids. Card, uh, animated movie. I, I'm, I'm liking my board. I don't love it, but I like the diversity in my board, which I, I'm aiming for. It's awesome. Doc, you're up. Um, before I go on to my pick, I just want to say uh, I was doing some reading up on the Lego franchise because I was looking and they were saying that it's very uh, low likelihood that there's going to be a sequel to the Lego Batman movie. Uh, and that's because Lego was bought by um, 
the universal, the rights went to universal. So it doesn't belong to Warner brothers anymore. And so there's not going to be a sequel to Lego Batman movie, unfortunately. Nothing yeah. Before. I saw Why would they buy it and not make another movie. I don't understand. I don't the, know. The, I, the Lego, they bought Lego like, right. Am I, yeah. am I crazy? They yeah. bought, I think it was universal. I could be wrong. Some but, other studio. Bought yeah. It. Someone bought it, but they were going to do like a super friends movie. Yeah. Like justice league. Like that would have been sick. Yeah, oh, that would be cool. Jonah Hill probably would have come back as Green Lantern, right? Like, Channing Tatum is uh, Channing Tatum. Yeah, Superman. That would have been fun. All right, Doc, you're up. All right, I'm going to go with Staying Alive, Saturday Night Fever. Uh, this is something that got drafted with our best movie scenes, right? With Tony Manero walking through uh, the city, just slinging it, you know, being the man. So I have to go with that as my pick. That soundtrack's probably my, uh, probably the goat, probably the goat. Saturday mm. Night Fever. Like when you go, I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm just gonna yeah, say that you, soundtrack's the goat. It's a, it's yeah, amazing. Masterclass all over the Zoom right now. And uh, that's what that's what you want to do, right? Ricky Flux having at it right now, but yeah, Tony Manero, Saturday Night Fever, thirder. I mean, just an an absolute inspiration. I think um, anytime, <laughs> any anytime Ricky Flicks, Doctor O, and I uh, hit the dance floor. I mean, I'm hitting want, the cup. We're trying to we're trying to be yes, exactly, exactly. I'm hitting we're them every time. To be Danny I dressed up as him for Halloween one year. I mean, just an electric soundtrack from an amazing group and i'm pretty sure the soundtrack to this movie went gold or maybe platinum had I can't to remember had to it, it got it, i mean it was it was a hit it was ridiculous <laughs> it did everything it was more than that. yeah it was yeah. a master class pure inspiration exactly um, <laughs> all right doc you're fourth pure inspiration uh i'm gonna go with back to disney similar to my first round pick i'm gonna go a whole new world from aladdin uh that scene that animated scene is one of the best in the history of disney with the magic carpet ride um and uh prince ali just being an absolute stud and showing uh jasmine uh the a whole new world so i i definitely a banger Mm. something i haven't heard in a while but uh do you trust me something i will play ricky great great part of it great part (laughs) great part but uh yeah, so I have to go whole new world. Top five Disney song ever. Interesting, you picked that one. I love the song. Love the part. Most iconic scene in that movie. Just interesting. We and uh, like we're talking, like, talking live action or uh, no. animated here. Animated, animated. I re- have to. Yeah, have so to. good. All right. Um. Oh. Wait, what were you gonna say, Nas? Nothing. I almost teased a pick. Oh, <laughs> I was going to sarcastically compare that soundtrack to another movie soundtrack. And I was like, oh, my God, I haven't even had anything from that soundtrack. I'm, hold on, I'll be back. Nothing <laughs> hit harder than 90s I, Disney animated soundtracks. Nothing. Literally, th- that, that was a complete domination of the industry by Disney. Like Even it, just, an- just Disney slash Pixar animated movies. Just best Just era. a complete, just a, a, the best dynasty since... I don't know. So this is the Warriors, like just an incredible dynasty of like absolutely. Since the Islanders four straight. Yeah. All right. Very nice pick. Back to me, Flicks. 
Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's do. All right, let's just do Adele. Skyfall. James Bond had to be picked. Like any of the James Bond songs had to be picked in the picked in this. Not any. Like so we had to have one. Yes. And this is my favorite by far. Bond's just known to have unbelievable original songs, and this is by far for me the best. That's what I'm gonna go with. Skyfall. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Naz. I know you're about to speak. I didn't want to interrupt. Yeah, I have a story for this one. Yes. My, my senior prom was themed after Skyfall. Wow. It was themed after this movie. So when like they we were all waiting outside and then they let us all in, like the song was playing as like while everybody was walking into the ballroom. It was pretty cool. That's pretty yeah, that's awesome. I felt like James Bond. Like the beginning with the horns, then you walk in, like the yeah. then you walk Did, that's that's pretty cool. And that this is the goat James Bond song in my opinion. So I think if you're gonna pick any of them, this was going to be the one. I think the theme is the is the goat James Bond song, but I wouldn't draft it. I'm just oh, saying. yeah. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, that's a good point. It's draftable but, uh, though. But in if you are the thing is like it, it's such a phenom. That's such a compliment like to Adele and to Skyfall because whenever someone is not is like said to like you're singing the next James Bond song or it's announced, you're like oh my okay, you're like that's probably gonna win best original song at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Like it's a huge deal. I know Billie Eilish did for uh, the one from No Time to Die. I think the song is not very good, at least compared to Skyfall. Uh, but it's hard. It's, yeah, it's hard. It has that like it has that aura to it. Where oh my god, it's a James Bond song, and that's like the best one you could have picked. I think so. Mm-hmm. Nice. I wish I was at Nez's senior prom now. Very jealous. It was fun. All right, Nez, your uh, next pick. All right, this one just popped up in my head when I was trying to make a joke, but now I'm going to use it. This next pick is. <clears throat> and I saw her face. I'm a believer. Smash mouth. I'm a believer from Shrek. Um, I almost compared Aladdin to Shrek, and then I was like, oh my God, wait, Shrek, what am I doing? And then I found that song. Yeah. So uh, I'm a believer. Um, I listened to this in elementary school. I listened to this in middle school. I listened to this in high school. I listened to this song in college. And I listen to this song today. It is an absolute so, certified banger. So I agree. Okay. But I have a hand up here. Okay. Potential veto. Uh, the Monkees came out in 1966. And yes, that was but, a remake. Okay. So wait. It's not an but original it, but, song. But it's not oh. the... Mo- it, but... It, Smash Mouth recorded it for the movie, so it's That's a, for. It's not they didn't play the monkey song in the movie. I'm gonna say it's not an original song. It's I, like I that up. I'm sorry, it was, I, it was like it was a, it was remade for the movie. It was um, it was made for this movie. It was made for Shrek, but it's still not original. This, Okay, <laughs> I'm. Th- I'm. You know, it was what? a good pick. I, I did. I, I wasn't gonna second guess until Ricky Flix just said that. I was vibing with you, but like, I'm throwing know. a veto. I'm throwing a veto. Fine. Okay. Nothing says 2000s. Like you need two vetoes, though. You need two vetoes. I'm one. 
I, I'm already vetoed by the other person. It's fine. I'll <laughs> oh, I didn't hear that. I'm sorry. Des is returned, and there's a veto throne. I'm getting I'm so vetoed. sorry. <laughs> it's not the monkey's song. But it's no, it's, it's the its same own song. song. But it's the same lyrics. It's fr- it's it's a remake. Oh, did you compare? Cover. Oh, did you compare the lyrics? It's did a you, cover. Did you do a lyric analysis? I own the I, I own the soundtrack. My desk or... by Monday. <laughs> own the soundtrack okay. of what? Of Shrek? Oh uh, yeah. Do you and have I the have a mo- song? I do, you, do have a monkey CD. Doctor O can attest to that. And it has that song on it. Yes. Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Our, our parents like the Neil Diamond wrote the song for them. I uh, believe yeah. actually. All right, well, I'm going to go with um, All the Stars, Black Panther. And I don't even want to talk anymore because I'm upset. That was high on my board. So that was remade, too. <laughs> I mean, that's a great that's a great pick that's a great pick that was on my list yeah I, great, movie, great soundtrack whatever <laughs> that soundtrack is unbelievable too and that's the theme for a lot of these like the best original songs come from amazing soundtracks yes and uh i, I mean uh black panther uh ops what is that is it ops that song yes yeah ops, great one. song uh oh sorry no teasing picks sorry <laughs> I, just, I was just about to list the soundtrack <laughs> do not do that um yeah, banger. Kendrick and SZA. And I'm sorry, Nesby, you have to talk again because you have your final pick. <laughs> All right. Well, with my uh, last pick, I'm going to make a statement to Ricky Flex, which is that I never meant to cause you any trouble. I never meant to cause you any pain. Purple rain. That's the that's the that's the Purple Rain from Purple Rain. Original song for the movie. Look it up. Yes, yes. Look it yes. up. Somebody look it up. Somebody somebody check if this is vetoable. Nope, that, but I don't perfect. think it is. Like the title of the movie. Purple Rain. Prince. I know. I know. That's my that's my pick. Um this God, there's so many good karaoke songs that come from movies. Oh yeah. Purple Rain. Um what did yeah. I pick before? Uh Let It Go. <laughs> um and then what did you pick before that said, Oh, Shallow. Yeah, there's a lot of good karaoke songs that come from movies. You'll be in my heart, it's definitely one too, and I'm looking oh, at it. Oh, for sure, for sure. Everyone in their feels. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's my final pick. Definitely like at two a.m. at the bar, closing up, play that type. That's good. Yeah, that's a good pick. Oh yeah, big time. Big All time. right, Flix's last pick myself. I like how you always refer to yourself as a third person. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> it's just like I like I started that in the beginning, like when we were just starting, so like <laughs> everyone get acquainted with our voices. Picture. Like make sure like everyone was like knew each of our voices, but now like we're on episode forty one. I still do it. Not a good habit. I'm gonna go. Flex will take Ghostbusters. Let's do it. Give me a theme song. 
<laughs> Ghostbusters. On my big board. Ghostbusters. Awesome yes, song. Well. There's a remake. Uh, not a remake. Another Ghostbusters movie coming out. Paul Rudd's going to be in that one as well. Sam Stranger Things Kid. Ghostbusters. Like how we have a theme in there. Very nice. Uh, Ray Parker. Yes. Yes. Ray Parker. Thank you. You see it on every Halloween party playlist. This is a like such a deep, deep top billing here. This is insane. Like I feel so bad not picking other ones on my board. We we like, could each have ten ten things. Yeah. I think. All right, Doctor O, Mister Irrelevant. Everybody, get up! It's time to slam now. We got a real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. That is my final pick, Mr. Irrelevant. I had to. Um, you see the last uh, trailer. I, no, not even just the first trailer for the new Space Jam movie. That's be- the song has been in my head. And I was kind of planning on if we ever do a best original song draft, I was going to take it as a Mr. Irrelevant. And just so happened, I got to be the last pick. So uh, I'm happy to have that one. And I think it's the uh, one of the most memorable like uh, theme songs from my childhood. And I'm glad we're going to be getting probably that and a couple of remixes from it in the near future. My f- original memories of that song is playing that on the space jam on the VHS, starting the song, me and my cousin would be at my grandma's house and we would be spinning in circles and jumping around. And then we would get dizzy, fall over, rewind the tape and then play it again. Run was- baby, run. Oh my God. <laughs> Come on and slam. And yeah. Welcome to Roger. yeah, no, all time. I love that song and watching the NBA playoffs and ESPN recently, they cannot stop playing the commercial for the new space jam movie. And they're like quoting the lyrics of the song a little bit as well. And it just gets under my skin when the commercial goes like they, like they have LeBron's son and like, I'm just like, Oh, the plot of this movie. I hope it's good. LeBron, well, uh, please. I wonder if they're doing any reshoots for this movie. Uh, LeBron has plenty of time since the Lakers got eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> Changing numbers. He's too busy. <laughs> but, all right, before we list honorable mentions, let me just read off the, our list. Nez, I have the tiger. Danger zone. Let it go. All the stars and purple rain. Ricky Flicks, shallow. Lose Yourself, Everything is Awesome, Skyfall, Ghostbusters. Dr. Rowe, You'll Be in My Heart, Sunflower, Staying Alive, A Whole New World, Don't You Dare Close Your Eyes, and Space Jam. Nez, uh, honorable mentions from you? Yeah, I, I only got a couple here, but I mean, we didn't do any, any Lion King, which I think is kind of a travesty, but Hakuna Matata, Circle of Life, Mm-hmm. You know, there's a bunch of good ones in there. Great ones. Um, the Climb, Hannah Montana. Yes. Huge one right there. Uh, Superfly from Superfly. I love that song. Um, and then uh, lastly, uh, You're the Best Around. Yes. Roddy Kid. I that was toying one, between that and Ghostbusters. That one almost got drafted. One. Oh, and also, See You Again from Fast, Fast and Furious. Did I say that one? 
that one oh. in the movie hits. That yeah, hits hard. that one hits hard. I played that stuff. I played that when they towed away my car, my my old car for the final time. I, oh, I, I never thought, oh, I, never thought I, I never thought I cried during a Fast and Furious movie, but here we are. Just I, I almost cried during In the Heights. I don't know if I was having a rough day or I was just like <laughs> there's some emotional parts of that movie. It's okay, I got it. Doctor O, a few. Uh, you got a friend in me. Toy Story. Mrs. Robinson, I'm a big fan of The Graduate. It's one of my favorite movies. Um, Don't You Forget About Me, Breakfast Club. Don't you. Um, Flash. Oh. Yep. Yeah, that one from Queen. Queen. Uh, Live and Let Die would be the other James Bond song I would have picked. And then uh, both from Flashdance, either Maniac or the song Flashdance. And then lastly, Nez inspired me with his Eye of the Tiger pick. I would have gone Rocky Four, Hearts on Fire. On my board. Strong awesome. desire. Still work out to that song. Oh, my God. And, uh, was it John Cafferty? Oh, John yeah. Cafferty. Oh, yeah. There, there's some parts of the song where it's like so 80s it hurts, where yeah. it's like the, the synth is so in your face. And I'm just uh, – the, the rest of the song is awesome. <laughs> but that part, it's like – yeah and there's a there's a montage like 15 minutes before of rocky training to a different song that's very similar but it's just even more 80s and you're like i'm just only waiting here for the john cafferty hearts on fire song give it to us (laughs) yeah yeah, earlier it's like there's no easy way yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. when he's driving the car and he's like yes yes so 80s all right and then a few from me uh aladdin friend like me robin williams R.I.P. I like um, Prince Ali better. Prince, Prince, Prince Ali. Ali. That, that one's. I think of him like on the elephant. Prince yeah. Prince Ali. Ali. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, accidentally in love, counting grows for Shrek two. I love that song. Hold on, let's do a quick fact check on that one. <laughs> do it, please. I I'm, Shrek I'm pretty sure. Loves I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, the Bare Necessities, Jungle Book, um, anything from La La Land, like City of Stars. Oh my God. Um, be our guest, Beauty and the Beast. Uh, not great movie, but great song, Young and Beautiful, Lana Del Rey. That song really hits. Um, then, oh my God, there's a Tiesto remix that will knock your socks off. Ooh, I'll <laughs> check that out. And then finally, this is just like a personal honorable mention from We Are Your Friends, the Zac Efron DJ movie, Cole's Ooh. Memories. Yeah. When that drop hits, it's awesome. In the movie. So. I have that saved in my Spotify. Have to. <laughs> you like that movie, Flicks? Not, eh, eh, no, nah, but the music's really good in it. So, like, the last scene of the movie, this is a perfect example. I, like, I'm going to, I'm starting up this blog series where it's, um, it's great scene, bad movie. And it's a class, like, that part of him, like, in front of, like, at the concert, at the end, at the festival, like, doing all these, like, different beats he, like, made on his own. And then, like, just absolutely going off, the crowd's just going nuts. Right. And then the rest of the movie, I'm just, like, very blah. But, like, the, that pool, part, the pool you know. scene was cool, too, I will say, uh, with Emily Ratchikowski dancing. And uh, that Everybody, song's fire as well. Very cool. Bonk. Okay. Well, <laughs> just saying. That scene was very cool as well. But, all right, that's going to do it for our top billing of best original songs. Doc. All right. So. That will conclude this episode of the Drive-In Podcast. Thank you for listening. And please leave us a review wherever you are listening and rate us five stars. Next week, we are reviewing Luca, which is on Disney Plus and in theaters this week. That'll do it for the 41st episode. We 
will smell you.